What's up, everybody? My name is Lamont, and welcome back to the God is My Source podcast, where we bridge the gap between God, money, health, family, relationships, education. You feel me? We keep it real. We root everything back to the word of God. I got Jonathan Newsom on the line from Cleveland, Ohio. What's going on with you? What's going on, brother? Appreciate you having me on here. Man, I appreciate you for taking out oh. some time to come talk with us. For sure. All glory to God. My bad. My alarm went off. Hold on. Yeah. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you having me, bro. I always got time for God. You know, we just going to make it happen. Regardless, uh, at some point, it was going to happen. So. No, for Here sure. Devil tried to stop it last time. Yeah, broke your phone or something like that. Bro, I, bro, I broke my phone minutes before we was about to get on. Like, I was getting, I was actually grabbing me a little sandwich from Firestone. I was with my boy, and I just, I don't know, I pulled out my phone because at the time I had my, I don't know, I'm being lazy. I ain't got no wallet, but I got my card behind my case. So I pulled my phone out, pulled the phone out the case and just dropped it, flipped it, cracked the screen right there. Oh, man. I decided to hurry up and handle that on the spot. Oh, that's all good, though. He, he knew it was about to be a good episode. Got Jonathan Newsom. You feel me? Mm-hmm. He's from the same place where I'm from. You feel me? Cleveland, Ohio. I met him when we was young. We was in high school still. He was running the scene on the gridiron, you feel me? Like Jonathan, you know, he had a chance to play in the NFL. Like a lot of us have aspirations of going there. He got to play at Ohio State, you feel me? He went to the NFL Combine, and he able to sit here today to talk to us and talk about how God was able to steer him along this path. So we're going to take a second. We're going to pray right quick. We're going to open up our minds and our hearts so we can receive what God is about to give us, and we're going to get right into this episode. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for bringing us here together to talk about you, Lord Jesus, Lord. We could be doing anything in the world, but you got us here with you. We ask you to touch the people that are listening so that they can be brought back to Christ and those have steered away away from Christ, bring them back. Let the words out of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight and bring us peace, joy, and love. In Jesus' name, I pray it is on the Shelby. Amen. Amen. It's been a minute since I had talked to you. You done, you done been a couple different places. You done been all around the world, low key. So how everything been going for you? It's been, a, I mean, life has continuously been blessed, bro. Just even through the chaos, everything kind of just been taking care of itself. And, you know, I always try to pinpoint what that is. A lot of times I wasn't giving credit where credit was due, but, you know, just maybe a couple of years ago, I really just turned my life right back to God, so. All credit to God, but just laying out the laying out the path for me. It wasn't always what I wanted, but it was what I needed. So, Amen, Amen. The Bible say, "Train up a child in the way he should go." When he get old, he won't depart. Sometimes we we all just we take our path. You feel me? And then it brings us right back to the root because that's what's instilled inside of us. So you talk about being able to get brought back to the word of God when she was raised in it. Well, you from Cleveland, so I already know how our mama's is. Our mama's not going, you feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, grandma, yeah. grandma was, was heavy in the church. I <laughs> start like Baptist Church over in, uh, in East Cleveland. I grew up in that church. So yeah, I was, I, I mean, I was baptized at nine, nine years old. So I was, I was always, I was heavy in the church. Man, they loved me in my church, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah. And we and when and as I got older, it was kind of like one of the things where we kind of stopped going to church as much, uh, just getting busier in life, doing, you know, the football stuff, going to camps and stuff like that, or just being busy on the weekends, just being gone because of football. And then eventually, I just you know I took to it like you know you don't know, have to go to church, you just need to have like a direct connection with God, and 
you know, through 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 life, you can lose that just because of all the distractions around you. You can kind of just not not necessarily like it's not like I'm saying like I, I wouldn't I stopped believing in God or something like that. But just I ain't tapped in with you know. Right. So and it's real. Like you really need to be have your spirit right, you know, because again, we used to say that to us a lot. You know, you got to get that spirit right before you do anything. You know, you're not gonna be able to do nothing like the spirit ain't right. And he used to have us going to church and he used to have people come in and you know talk to us about God and stuff. But you know, like you said, bro, we just trying to get rich, bro. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to get up out of here. I don't know how that's gonna happen, but I know I wanna get I know, I know I need to get some money. And that's where the blessing comes from. So yeah, as kids and, and growing up with dreams and stuff like this, it it can get a little blurry. The vision can get a little blurry. You can you can uh you could lose sight of what the source is. No, for sure, for sure. Like, that's why one thing we were talking about before, like, in our pre-podcast, and we was talking about how, like, in our neighborhoods, we taught to go get money. You feel what I'm saying? Like, as men, like, we taught to be the provider. And then uh, equating to that, you like, all right, I got to get money. And then it comes to a, a point in time where you thinking it's like, I get it any means. But the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the things that we think we need in life going to be added unto us. I kind of paraphrase that, but we understand that like when we put God first, he'll show us what to do with our time. He'll show us what to do with the resources that we attain from using this time. And then ultimately he'll show us how to live an abundant life. Cause we only got 24 hours. Like yeah. you go to sleep for eight and you go to work for eight. You only got another eight to get everything done. So you need to be talking to God, find out, what he wants you to do with your time, unless you might overload yourself, you might get less sleep. You feel what I'm saying? Like, or you just might just be in the wrong mindset. And if you're in the wrong mindset, it can detour you from what God ultimately has for you. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, whatever God has for you, you know, he still got it for you too. So I just, you know, I want to put emphasis on emphasis on that. It's never too late to come back to God. You know, never too. But you don't want to waste too much time, like you said, bro. We ain't got that much time, so there is that, there is that fire underneath, underneath you, like that, that uh, emphasis, that that pressure to hurry up and like you know tap in, like for real. You really need to understand that it ain't you. You're not in control, you know. And uh, man. It's the distractions, bro. It really just be the distractions and the way we was raised, like what we thought, what we really think was, what we thought was important that really steer us in the wrong direction. That's the devil, you know what I mean? That's whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I think for me, for me, all, all, the, all every time something bad, I thought, I thought whatever that was happening to me was bad. Whatever that, whenever that was, I always like coming up, I would just ask God, like, why, 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 they, why you let that happen? You know what I'm saying? Or just like, what did I do? Like, that's messed up. Type, you know what I'm saying? Almost be blaming God. Like, how you gonna do that? Like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, dang, we was just here. Like, I just take that many steps back. You know what I'm saying? All some stupid stuff. Why Why you even let me think that? You know what I mean? I'm just like, I want, you know, you want somebody to blame, but that's where, that's the only control that you have, the choices that you make, you know? Mm-hmm. And he did give us free will. And that's the, and that's the hard part in life when it's like, you, you got a choice, bro. Like you got a choice to do this, and you got a choice to do that. And you know, God is a forgiving God, but it's also like you can't take that for granted. You can't just be like, oh God gonna forgive me, you know what I mean? Like it's just like you gotta have some type of purpose. You gotta have some type of want to be better. And people don't have that. 
Like when we're not, we're just not taught the importance of that. Or maybe we did, maybe we were, we just, you know, we got away from it. And like you said, we'll, we'll come right back to a guy finds a guy got a crazy way of bringing you right back. And yeah, man, I thought, yeah, every time something bad happened to me, I just, at first I, I thought it was like, you know, punishment, but really it was like, it was just making me better. It was just, it was a lesson. To, that I needed to understand in order for me to reap these next blessings that I'm going to get. It's like, I got to prepare you for the blessings. You can't just get them if you ain't ready. And sometimes I actually feel like I received blessings early, like, and, then I, and then they got them taken away. That was the way for me to earn them back or to understand like what you had and what you got. So, yeah, we can get into detail, though, if you want to. Just you know, oh, ask real, away. Man. Yeah, you. We got you on the line right now. What's your testimony? Like, what what has God brought you out of to get you where you are today? Uh, well, you know, growing up in Cleveland, that ain't the easiest thing to do, uh, especially when you're growing up in a in a hood culture. It's just like everything everything negative is glorified. So you feel like, you know, that's that's the image that you need to take on in order to be successful, in order for people to respect you, in order for in order for you to be a man. And then I get into the real world, and it's like, okay, all that. All that back in Cleveland really not that important. Like all the stuff that we was thinking about, what neighborhood you from? You from here? You from there? Like, bro, we really from the same. We breathing the same air, my dude. We breathing the same air, and we beefing, and we a street away. You know what I'm saying? Like we live a street. We live streets away. And I know this, like that's just crazy. Like, you know, gang culture, hood culture, just like we not we not taught to be positive. Even when I talk to my grandfather, I take care of my grandfather. Now he was 88 years old. He 88 years old. On, uh, on the 29th of the 88. And he started having early signs of dementia. So we took him in at my house. My wife is a, a CNA. Well, she was a CNA in high school. So she had um, experience caring for older people and stuff like that. So he came here, adapted well. And just he, to hear him talk <laughs> sometimes, it's just like, dang, but did anybody ever speak life to you? You know what I mean? It's just like, you just always so negative for you. Or like when I say, don't worry about it. You know, God got in. Uh, I hope so. It's like, dang, this is this is probably the majority of people in the black neighborhood. Like, because it's just like your circumstances have have shut you down. Like you have you felt you feel defeated. And it's because you try to do it by yourself. And it's because you ain't got that. And it's like you don't feel like God is carrying you. You don't feel like this stuff happening to you is meant to build, it's meant to build you up. So again, growing up in Cleveland. And then getting out of there, having that focus as a child when I was playing for when I started playing football, I wanted to go. I already knew where I wanted to go. It's written down in my eighth grade yearbook. It's written down in any yearbook. I'm trying to go to the NFL. Especially the moment I stepped on the field, I realized like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I because I was playing and I used to just play like sideline pop with my friends in the street for real. Everybody else was playing immediately. I feel like we played immediately together in Forest Hill, if I'm not mistaken. No, I ain't playing Forest Hill. You ain't playing for us here? No, I ain't playing for us here. You think I thought we played together? Yeah, Ken and them played up for us here. Ken and uh, John yeah. Franklin. Yeah, okay. See, I played with them for the tally. That was the first, you know, for where they was for us here, Tigers. After that, I didn't play the tally Tigers. Like, so you played the tally? Like, no, I played the tally with the for us here. Played for four us here. That's my first uh, time playing football. When I stepped on the field, it was just natural. It was just like, I do this. Then I ended up going to Glenville playing for the Titans. Uh, Recipes Rob J. And, uh, from there, it was just like, it was in me. And I wanted to be an actor before that. Like I said, I grew up in the church, so I used to be in like church plays. And I ended up going to school arts because of that, like because of my background of acting that it started in the church. Yeah, I went, so you were in school arts before you went to the Ville? 
Yeah, I went to school. So I went to hell of school in Cleveland, man. I went to hell of school. Like every year I was in a different school pretty much. But yeah, when I got out of uh, elementary, I auditioned to go to school arts because I was just into acting because I did it at the school I was at and I did it at church. So I auditioned and I got in, but it was just, you know, that was like going to high school straight out of elementary school. Because mm-hmm. they go from six to they went from six to twelve back then. So it was like I'm in here with grown folks to feel like, you know what I mean? Like it's just the, the dynamic of it was like it wasn't no normal high school. And it was just that was just that was a lot of distractions up in there. I had a lot of fun at school arts, but I was just being goofy and I needed real structure. So I ended up leaving there and ended up transferring to uh St. John Lutheran, Nottingham. More like a, a private school. My little sister was going there. And uh, they had like one grade per, they had one grade per class. So mm. I don't know, I just, I'm just an outspoken, outgoing type of dude. But so all like teachers didn't always, that wasn't always the best formula for a teacher's classroom. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to get control of my classroom, Jonathan. You just talking or you just, you know what I mean? But you can't, but I ain't failing and then I'm getting good grades. Like I'm a smart kid too. So it's like, I don't know. Just, they probably thought like this kid just hell for real. I remember kids, you know, teachers telling me like, you're a magnet for trouble. Man. All type of crazy stuff, bro. I was just like, dang, bro, I'm just, I'm really just being a kid. I wouldn't, I didn't think I was that bad because I wasn't doing half the stuff that I know people was doing. You know, like I really was just, you know, I just, I don't know. This is having a lot of fun. I always, always try to, you know, have fun with whatever we was doing. But I knew my purpose was either to be the next Denzel Washington, or I'm going, or then I started playing football in third grade, and that's when I'm like, I had to choose. Once I got out of the school of arts, I left the school of arts and started taking football real serious. That was like my acting career was over. And once I left the school of arts, I'm like, all right, well, I'm just focused on football. I started playing basketball too. And I played basketball for a couple of years. But uh, when I got the glimpse, I went to Benedictine, leaving Luther, leaving St. John Lutheran because it was common for you to go to one of them private middle schools and then try to go to like a private school right out of there, go to St. A's, go to Benedictine, St. Ignatius, one of them schools. Plus they had just one three-state championship. So I was like, really, you know, I'm like, I'm about to go play for Benny. They got a good football program. Didn't work out for me there. Long story short, they was just, I don't know. It was a lie. I ain't going to sit there and go get into detail with whatever happened at Benedictine. But I still love the school. It's a great school and all. It just didn't work out for me that way. And uh, I wanted to get to Glenville because the year that I was there, they signed, I think, 14, 21 people went, to, went D1, leaving, uh, leaving Glenville, and that was like big news. And and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the playing dealer was like, you know, Glenville just sent 21 people to college or football scholarships. I'm like, shit, Glenville, like, I, I'm, you know, I play, I play with all them back with the Titans. So I'm just like, I need to go back home. So I sat down and talked again. Uh, I actually had a meeting with Ian in the ninth grade. Like, this is how serious it was. Like, I had to meet with Ian. And we talked about what it was my goals were. He asked me, like, what is it that you see yourself doing? You need to know what it is you're trying to do. I said, I'm trying to go to Ohio State, <laughs> straight up. Like, that's every kid's dream in Ohio. And, you know, if you play football, like, I want to go to Ohio State. I see you sending people to Ohio State. I'm trying to go to Ohio State. And that was pretty much, uh, you know, the, the topic of conversation then. I got to Glenville, got to Smacking Heads. Ended up playing varsity for three years. Um, I started finally my junior year because I got there my sophomore year. And uh, miraculously, Ohio State came to look at one of my teammates. It's actually one of my best friends, Mark Todd. They were coming. He was the number one uh, lineman in the state. He's a U.S. Army All-American and all that. So they were coming to look at him. 
And then they saw me off. They saw me flash on film, and they like, you know, who is that? And um, they ended up offering both of us. And Ohio State ended up being my first offer that I ever got. Mm. So I didn't even, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't even really. After that, like they started really coming in, like all the other schools want to start, you know, giving you scholarships once you get that that one big offer. That's what that's what really set you up. That was my first one. So I so I already knew that's where I was going. I didn't even really get a recruitment process. No time, bro. I was just like, man, I, I was committed by the time I went into my senior year. So it was like just blessings always coming down. Like I, you know, and then uh, <laughs> I just got caught up in, you know, that extra stuff, just doing. You know, growing up, man, you know, we start blowing, you know what I mean, little stuff like that. And just open your mind up to a whole new world, pretty much. It's just like, okay, like, this is different, you know what I mean? So I got to Ohio State, and uh, and that's just it. And then, like I said, I always needed some type of structure, but when things are just wide open and I ain't really got that much experience or anybody that's been in this position before, I'm the first one to do a lot of stuff in my family, so. Not not go to college or nothing, but like my mom would probably be, I don't know who was the first one to go to college. I don't know, but I ain't the first one. But anyway, I'm the first one to make it like this major to do these type of things. And uh yeah, nobody I, I don't know. I just I just got caught up in a lot of stuff. Like when I got to Ohio State, like we didn't even have to touch the field in order to feel that love. You know what I mean? In order to for us to go somewhere and they like, you know, hey, don't worry about it, the bill paid for. Know, just we paid rent in about 12 months. They ain't said nothing. To, you know what I mean? They ain't said nothing. The lights still on. I can't believe. I can't believe they ain't saying nothing to us right now about anything that we're doing. It's like, you know, I I don't know. It, it could cripple you coming up in a in a system so paved out for you. But it's also a blessing if you can understand that, you know what I mean? But my mind was just where we coming from. We ain't never had nothing. So we, we give us something. It's just like and we we took it and ran with it. We just man having a lot of fun. It's, again, just having fun. And uh, you said you see, not once have I said, you know, we I got down and prayed or anything. <laughs> like it wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't even tapped in with church like that. I really used to. This was the time where I started to feel like the church was, you know, hypocritical. They was lying to us, and you know, you know, they lied about God for real. You know, they was. I was in that mode. I'm just like, uh. I don't know. My my mind, my world is opening up. I'm seeing different religions, people telling me different stuff. It's dog, it's all type of magic people out here doing. The world evil. I'm getting all type of different information now. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, these are also distractions, you know. People reading zodiac signs tell me I ain't believing that. I never I never really miss with none of that. But you know, it's just funny just to see like the the sources that people choose to believe in. And we was and it was in like Man, shout out to my uh, cousin, my cousin JM. JM used to always message me like, "Hey, cousin, I'll get in that Bible." He like just read the Bible, just open it up, and I'm like, "I'm gonna do it." You know, it's almost like I just put it up, like I'm gonna do it. It's like well, when I look at the Bible, I just go overwhelmed. Like, whoo, that's a lot of pages. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? They they talking about some, they talking about some hazith and heath and yeah. you know what that and and I'm just like, bro, I ain't, I'm not trying to read this. You know what I mean? So it's crazy that it's like life gone open it up for you. If you ain't going to do it, like, eventually, life going to get you there to where you're going to have to at least, you know, give it its, 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 its fair share of time. You got to at least give it its... You got to study that, too, just like you'll get... Like, you'll give an ear to any of that other bullshit going on out there. Excuse my language. But it's like... 
guy gonna show you like I'm the source. I'm the true source. This is my this is my shit, pretty much. And uh you're gonna have to but you're gonna have to bow down, but you gotta bow down to the one true king. Like the reason that we here. And uh but I but I had ran into my issues at Ohio State. I had to I had to transfer out of Ohio State because the two springs straight. I played good all throughout the season or that, but then as soon as football was over, it was like my my grades would just go down. My my grades would tank, and you had to be eligible to play spring ball. So this was digging a hole in my playing time. Me being ineligible during the spring, I still ended up playing in the spring games. I got my grades fixed. You know, they they paving the way for you. They are gonna help you fix it. But by then, I had a uh, coach. Figure was my linebackers coach. He was head coach at Cincinnati. No, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, he was just like, "Yeah, we're gonna start you at third string going into my junior year." And I was really supposed to be the starter. You know, you know, based off of what, what you was playing we were doing. freshman year, because I, I was playing freshman. Yeah, I was playing freshman and sophomore year. I started my sophomore year at Ohio State, so I felt like, and, I, and and I'm telling you right now, going to Ohio State, I didn't even have no educational plans. My my idea was I'm doing three and out. That's how much I believed in myself, bro. I'm like, I know I'm supposed to be in the league. Like, I don't know. It just it would always tell. I don't know. I just always tell myself, like, bro, you belong in the league. I belong. In the league. I know I belong. In the league. This is something I told myself forever. And uh, so that was the, that was the goal, and that was still the goal, even though they was telling me we gonna bump you down the third string. I'm like, all right, well, I'm just gonna transfer. Same thing I always did when I felt like you know our time was up, my relationship was up with Benedictine, if it was up at School of Arts, if it was wherever it was, if, wherever it was up at, the mission must go on, and I gotta now I gotta take these next steps now being redirected, not even knowing this is all God's plan. I'm thinking it's me. I'm making these decisions, but subconsciously, you know what I mean, really, and not not with no real like idea of what I'm doing. I'm just really moving emotion. Most most of the time, I'm just like, yeah, they piss me off. I'm about to show them. You know, it's cool. I'll show them. I'll show everybody. I'm gonna prove everybody wrong. And uh so I went to Ball State, showed out. And even then I had to go through some things where it was like I'm getting in trouble with the law, running into running into like stupid it's really stupid stuff though. Really stupid stuff. Um, you know, I wasn't selling drugs and nothing like that. I wasn't doing nothing. I wasn't robbing people or nothing, but just running into like issues where I where I had full control over that situation. If I would have just done the right thing, you wouldn't you wouldn't have done that. You ain't thinking straight, pretty much. You need to get your head on straight. Is the lesson you need to focus, pretty much, for the lesson. So, you know, it, you know, thank God it wasn't nothing, never too major that set me too far back. I was always able to overcome whatever whatever that stuff was. Um, with marijuana, you know what I'm saying, getting arrested for weed and stuff like that. It's crazy. They they, they lean in on it now. They don't even care no more now, but uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm just, but I'm just like, you know, this, I'm just looking at that as God's work, you know, because at the time that I was going through all that stuff, I guess I needed to, I needed to, I still needed to shift my mindset in another direction. I wasn't really thinking straight and uh, everything was cloudy. But I remember... Uh, finishing up at Ball State, training for the draft, uh, going through the process and going to the combine. Like every, all my dreams coming true. Like I signed with a big agency. I went to the combine. We did good at the combine. They talking about you might go second round. You might go third. You know they was telling me I might go second round. Gosh, like out of Ball State, like that'd be crazy. But I had red flags all through. Mm-hmm. They they call them red flags. You know when you when they when they see that. Your background check, you didn't got arrested for this. You had to leave Ohio State for that. 
and you was still, and you, and you did this, and you did this, this. They, I mean, I had my whole life, every mistake I ever made, every mistake I ever made was right there, right in front of me. They tried to train me on what to say. Be, when I met with these teams, the dude that was training me had a had already had the blueprint. Like this is what they're gonna say to you. This is what they're gonna talk about, and you're gonna have to answer exactly. You know, they're gonna have to come up with a good answer to make one of these teams like. Cause that's the whole thing. They're like all you need is one team. Like uh, I went to my pro day. I guess I said all the right stuff to most teams, but when I got to my pro day, I was tired as hell, man. I don't know. I was the only. I might have been like one or three people in my group, and they just running the drills. There ain't no break, so I'm just I'm dead at the combine. I think I'm ruining my chance. The dude from the the coach from the coach, he was the uh, linebackers coach. He just uh, he was like, look, I want to take you. I want to sit down with you after this. Let's go get something to eat or something like that. So I took him to one of my favorite spots in in, uh, in Muncie at Ball State. I took him to the spot called Sunshine, a little breakfast spot. We sat down, and then a week later they brought me up, and I showed they showed me around the facility and stuff. So I felt like you know the coach was probably my, like one of the teams that liked me on top of like maybe a few other teams. Uh, I don't even remember which teams was really showing interest at the time, but it's crazy because on draft day they was to, like I said they was telling me I was gonna at least be a day two pick day two pass and it was I hadn't got picked so I was really feeling the I was really feeling like I don't know what I'm gonna do if I don't get drafted mm-hmm. I didn't did all I didn't came I didn't did all this we didn't came through we didn't got through all of this stuff and I still ain't got picked yet and I'm seeing people like that I know I better than get picked I, at least I feel in my heart like I should have got picked before them so we get to the fourth round and I'm hot bro. so I, I'm at my mama house in Georgia at the time she got a big old she got a big old backyard fenced in. So I went back there and I just got to running gases, fence to fence. Mm. Yeah, I just got to, because I was just, I don't know, I needed to get into, I was going to cry, bro. I was, I was damn, I felt like I wanted to cry. So I went back there and I just started running. And I was just like, and I, in my head, I'm just talking to God. I'm just like, it's crazy. You always talk to God when you're going through some, when you when you go through the bad stuff. So that's when I always had to tap me like, okay, God, hold on, I got you. You got my attention now. But everything good is just like, you know, I'm, I'm we live it. Hey, thank you, God. And then keep it moving. But it's like, it really wasn't no emphasis on that. On those thank yous. But it was always an emphasis on the on the on the apologies, on the please, on the on the help, you know, mm-hmm. on the get me out of this. And that's when I realized, and that and that's one of the things I realized I had stopped doing, you know. Like I gotta talk to God all the time. Like it has to be all the time. It has to be when nothing's going on, when something bad going on, when everything good going on. It's like you gotta be constantly tapping on God. But anyway, I tapped in with him this day on draft day because I didn't understand why the hell I hadn't got drafted yet. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I'm running. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about telling I'm dead. And I'm just like, I just, I'm, because I'm just trying to, I don't know, I'm just trying to clear my mind on what it is that's going to happen if I don't get drafted. I got to go this undrafted route. Or if I don't get picked up by anybody, I'm just taking all these negative things. So I hop in the shower. And then next thing you know, my phone was, I haven't left my phone. I just kept my phone next to me just in case. And the phone started ringing, and it was and it was the coach, bro. Actually, it was Gian. Gian was like, I've been trying to reach you. He's like, the coach trying to draft you, man. They calling me, asking me all these questions. He's just like, you know, he was like, they just want to know, like, you know, is, are you going to come in, and is you going to work, and are you still smoking, and any of that other stuff? I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm good. I'm ready to go. And I wasn't. I did everything I was supposed to do, so they drafted me. It was a dream come true. It was crazy because it was so spiritual to me because right before then, I was just like, I was in a zone where it was just like me and God talking. Like, I'm just like, God, what am I going to do? And it was like, nah, it was just like, nah, this for you. You know what I mean? It was, it's still for you, but you just going to have to take 
it's just gonna be a little bit harder. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a little bit harder to ride for you. You know what I mean? You're a fifth one. It ain't gonna be as easy as it would have been, you know, had you done it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, when you was at Ohio State, you could have probably went first round, you know what I mean? Had you just done everything right there, da, da, da. But it's like it's all right. I still got it for you. Just gonna be a route, just a little bit different. But it's the, the goal, the end goal is still what it is. Your purpose is still what it is, which I still didn't really know. I just think it's I'm just a football player, you know, like, but all this time, God trying to speak through me, you know, he's using my my life as a testimony to others to show you, like, you know, you know, anything is possible through God, even even through hard times, even through um, unfair circumstances or, I, you know, whatever cars you felt you was dealt, you know, everything that you that's in front of you is literally meant to make you better. It's like you was built for you was built to knock those to knock those walls down. So it's just crazy that. I was able to go in as a fifth round pick. And my mindset was still like, I'm really still that dude. I'm going to show y'all. Like, I, I ain't no regular fifth round pick. And I came in, I did my thing, but with, 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 with limited opportunity, I had a Hall of Famer in front of me. He got hurt. I had a first round draft pick in front of me, top 10 draft pick in front of me. Mm. He just wasn't, he wasn't, he just wasn't like me though. He wasn't, he wasn't built like me. He's, he's, you know what I mean? Not, you know, no, no discredit to him. I mean, athlete or whatever, but it just, you wasn't bringing that same juice. I'm from the land. We, we do this. Like, you know what I mean? We, we grew up in a factory pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it, they, whenever we get out there, it's, I don't care. Nobody say for whenever we get out there, they see the difference. They know when they know where, you, where that pedigree is. Like we really, we really like that. So, you know, I'm taking that with me everywhere I go. Dog mentality. But it's just, this is who I am. And it just really set it off for me. Every opportunity I got out there, I made the most out of it. And it just, next thing you know, I'm lead, I led the team in sacks. I, they wouldn't even really put me in like that. Mm. And uh, so I wouldn't, right? I had, I had, I had the least amount of snaps out of any rookie. I felt like any rookie edge defender, but I had the second most sacks out of all the, out of all the defenders that was drafted that year. The only one that had more sacks to me was Aaron Donald. So, um, you see where his career at. Right. And uh, so then the next year, and so, so what I did mention was that I was in what they call the program, uh, drug drug and alcohol program, because I had failed the drug test. I hadn't even been smoking. It was, that's what was crazy. I hadn't been smoking or nothing like that, but I failed the drug test when I first got to the coast. So they ended up putting me in the program. The program is a, it's actually a two-year program where they drug test you every week. Um, they want to see your levels go down until they clean, and then from there you can't be, you can't piss dirty. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like you can't go nowhere unless you tell them where you're going. They'll drug test you wherever you at. So I used to go to Chicago a lot. I mean, they didn't drug test me at Wendy's, uh, mm. anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Like it don't they matter just, where they where. Just pull up, like where they you just at? Pulling up, yeah. Like where you <laughs> at? We will meet up here, but it was slavery up in that thing. And I had to go see a counselor. I had to go see like a like a person that talked to me about like, you know, what's your problem? But she was actually just great. She was actually a, a blessing in herself because we never talked about none of that stuff. Like it was, we talked, we got down to like life and and, and all type. We talked about all type of stuff. Like we talked about God, we talked about relationships. It was just like, dang, I, dang, I damn near kind of needed to talk about this stuff. Just, you know, kind of clear my mind about all this stuff that's going on. Cause I'm like, in the, I'm in the NFL right now, bro. Like I ain't never had this much money in my life. I ain't never been able to just buy the clothes I wanted, you know, stuff like that. You know, in Cleveland, everybody probably except for being fresh. So it's just like that was one of the things growing up. 
where I stopped playing basketball. I stopped playing basketball in high school just so I could go get a job so I could buy me some clothes. I wasn't trying to be, I wasn't trying to look like no bum, you know? So it was important to me to always like try to look nice. So I used to buy like a lot of stuff that I felt like I needed, a lot of material things. When I when I finally got my money, I was I was splurged and I was just, you know, we're gonna make this money right back. I promise you, we're gonna make it right back right. here next year. And then 2015 came around and they signed the the Hall of Fame, Robin Mathis came back and they signed Trent Cole. And even though I had led the team in sacks the year before as a rookie. It didn't translate into me getting more playing time. I, I, I ended up getting less playing time. I didn't understand that. But that whole year was just – I had got out of the program because I did everything right, so I started blowing again. It's kind of how I kind of just, like, dealt with how they was treating me for real. I'm like, dang, bro, I, ain't even, I still ain't getting in. And I felt like it, everything was so emotional for me. I still didn't understand the business side of things. It was just like, bro, you in the NFL. I couldn't even see it that way, like, because my mindset is I'm going to the Hall of Fame, so y'all really need to stop slowing me down, because I'm trying to get out here and get my career going. Because I wanted, because I had this is what I, I wrote these things down. Great, I said, NFL and being the Hall of Fame. Uh, I ended up getting arrested that next off season mm. because they can't. I had a noise complaint. My neighbors always, I don't know, for some reason, they was just always calling the police for noise. They did this a lot. It wasn't even like the first time they did this, but this specific time, this was like February 20, 2016. It was cold outside. I remember they came for a noise complaint. I asked them, and it was off season, so we was like, we, it was chill for real. We was we able to, you know, we was able to do everything that we was doing for real. But I'm in Indiana, so weed is late, illegal. So they came in there, they, they came for a noise complaint, but I guess the weed, the police met weed. So when they left, they left and then they came back like maybe hours later, like early in the morning with a warrant. They bust down the crib with how they got me to open the door, though. They tricked me out. They tricked me with how they opened the door. They, it was somebody, it was some random dude in the peephole when I came to the door and he was like, somebody hit your car. I didn't see the po- I couldn't see the police in the cut when I opened the door. It was they was coming up the stairs. They was in the cut. I felt like the whole police force was there. So, uh, yeah, bro. I don't know what idea they had. I think they was like I think it was an ongoing investigation or something. But I think they thought I was like plugged or something because it didn't make no sense. Like the the amount of people that came through there and tore my crib up for maybe this much weed, like a little piece of weed. Like the boy Craig said, I smoke a little pieces of weed with you, but. Yeah, bro. They came in there, tore that, tore everything down. The the, the 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 police officer looking at me. He like, I mean, I, I pray for you, man. You know, I'm like, what you mean you pray for me, bro? Like, what do you mean you in here? I say, why you doing this? Like, what's what's the issue? You know, I'm in handcuffs and some tims and some drawers, bro. And it's thirty degrees outside. They got me out there like that. Ew, ew. When I get to the police station, bro, they ain't, I don't even go into the cell. I take some pictures. I signed these people an autograph, bro. The newspaper the there. Autograph. Lady at the lady at the desk was like, I can't believe they did all that. Can we sign this for my for my nephew or whatever? <laughs> I'm like, bro, is this a joke? Is this really happening right now? I couldn't understand nothing that was going on because I swear I was just chilling and I had my mind set on like, I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to turn up. And then next thing you know, like just everything came crashing down. And I didn't understand it. Uh, the next week, I got released. They ain't even give it no chance, no trial or nothing. 
I mean, I beat the, I ended up beating the case or getting a plea deal. It was like, you know, everything was done incorrectly for real. And but once I was able to tell my side of the story, it was like, okay, well, we'll bump it down to a common nuisance, which is a felony, but we'll, we'll bump it to a misdemeanor. And you just had to be on probation for a year. So I thought after my case got cleared, that I'd be able to jump back into the NFL. But I felt like I maybe I got blackballed because I had some offers on the table. But then they reneged on the offers. Like I had an offer for the Niners. They reneged on it. I, was, I went to go work out for the Jets, the Jaguars, the Seahawks. Nobody signed me. I'm sorry at the moment because the same dude that I told you that was in that was in Indianapolis, the first round pick, me and him had a workout together with Jacksonville. He had got released. From Indianapolis, me and him had to work out in Jacksonville, and they signed him over me. And I'm like, bro, I've been more productive than him coming off the bench. He got more playing time. You know, I'm like, so it's politics. Like, okay, it's this whole, he got first round draft pick behind his name. They're going to sign him first. So I felt like I didn't have enough buzz coming off the 2015 season because everybody was like, okay, he flashed in 2014, but we didn't see him in 2015 because I wasn't getting in the game for real this time. Like, it's four people in front of me now. So I felt like I needed some, I needed to like, I needed more buzz. So my, my, my best friend, Marcus, the one who actually, um, the reason I ended up going to Ohio State, they came and saw his film, offered me at Ohio State. Marcus ended up going to Canada to play for Saskatchewan. I looked into Canada. Saskatchewan had my rights. So up there, teams be having your rights. And that's how you know what team you would go to being an American football player. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go up to Canada. I'm going to show out. They're going to come back and get me. You know what I mean? So I met my wife in 2015. Um, but she was my girl at the time. But she came up there with me. And uh, we grew up. We grew together. You know, she was there for me. And she ended up, um, she ended up getting pregnant while we were up there. So my life was really like kind of getting away from football. Yeah, yeah I was, I was, it was, football was seeming less and less important, especially in Canada where it was just like, I mean, it was just easy, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like going up to Canada, it was like this, this style of ball is, is easy for real. Like it ain't really. Cause you was always really, in the highlights up there. <laughs> like it was like, man, but they, was man, I wouldn't even, but I wasn't even really even getting no real tick up there either. Like up there, you guys hard to get your foot in the door as an American cause they want to. They want to they make it the Canadian game. So they want the Canadians to play. Shoot, they, they won't even, even if, even if this, if, even if the 24 best players was all Americans, it, they can't put all 24 of them out there because there's a ratio that has to be certain, like a certain amount of Canadians got to be on the field. Like that's the type of stuff they don't do. So it's like, you know, I thought politics was bad down in NFL. Oh, it's way worse than Canada. But it's cool, though, once you can get your foot in the door and you get good with the fans and stuff like the fans up there are amazing. I amazing football fans, amazing people in Canada. It's just like I found a whole new – like I've never seen this type of lifestyle before where people was just like living good, they living healthy, they nice. Like I'm from Cleveland. I'm in Canada. This is crazy. The women up here, they all nice and everything. This is it's just a whole different vibe in Canada. They like doing it. Like It's like the most friendliest place I've ever been in my life. And uh, yeah, man, just it was just like I was able to just be in nature. We away from people, we away from my normal lifestyle. Like my whole family is in America, so I can't but can't do but so much. So I'm really like, it's like I went abroad, like I went on my own, it's like I went on my own little journey, spiritual journey, really. And I got a woman with me that's 
about to have my child. And, and that right there was crazy because it's like she's a good girl. She was always a good girl. Like when I met her, she's like, man, you, were, you know, you were really, you really a good girl. You're different. Like your mindset is different from a lot of girls I ever talked to. Um, yeah, she was just always mature for her age and she was always down. Like for me, like she just, no matter what, no matter how I presented it to her, and I always gave her options. Like you know, you know, you don't have to do this my way. You don't have to be with me. Like you can go, you can do your thing. You can live your life and all that. But she always just wanted to, like you know, just try to be that that uh, that anchor for me. And then she ended up getting pregnant. And it was like, okay, I really got to step up and be a man. I don't want, I don't want my my girl just be no baby mama for real. So it was one of them kind. Of, we just had to have real conversations. And because our marriage, I never seen myself get married really because. I always been like a player type for real. Like, I don't know, I had girlfriends, but it was just like, I just don't see myself tying down to like one woman for real. But, um, you know, just certain things just became more important to me. I just, you know, you gotta make the sacrifices that you need to do for, to be a better person. Like I realized like, this is gonna make me a better man. Like if I just commit, like I got, I have a, I got a foundation here, you know what I'm saying? I got a family now, like it's bigger than you. like. You want to be, you don't want to be a deadbeat dad. You don't want to be no, you know what I'm saying, no, no, no baby daddy for real. I don't want nobody calling me their baby daddy for real. So, and I would hate for anybody to be messing with my baby mama too. So that was just like, <laughs> I was like, man, all right, I'm going to step up and really just be a man. So football really wasn't even that important to me. It was just my job. It was my, it was just the way I was going to feed my family. So I was embracing having a son and just growing up. That was that was definitely you know life changing when I had my son in 2017 because my grandmother had died. Mm. Pre- uh, my grandmother died in February of that year, and then we found out we was pregnant. So I had lost somebody that was that was always super close to me, and I felt like I hadn't been able to talk to her like I wanted to. So I was feeling real bad, and then next thing you know, a blessing came. Like we pregnant, <laughs> we about to have a baby. All this happening, bro. I ain't thinking about football. You know, like football kind of taking care of itself. We still stay on the float, but I, I want to get back to the NFL. But I ain't putting up the real stats that I need to. I guess for my for the ages that I had at the time, they like you got to go up to Canada and kill it. Like, but I'm just, you know, I'm up there. I, I made good plays. I had good film. I felt like it was good enough to get me back in the NFL. I had ten sacks before, but what really was happening was. I was up there doing my thing and they was down there not thinking about me for real. So I wasn't really getting no type of, there was no pressure. There was nobody pushing news from 2016 all the way to 2019, pretty much 2018, 2019. I changed my agents. I ended up signing uh, Chris Overton. I, his, his, his father was my coach at Glenville, uh, Tony Overton. So his, I saw Chris grow up. He went to Kent State. I saw Kent, I saw Chris grow up. And then he became an agent and he started his, you know, he started his own agency. And I'm just like, I'm going to rock with you. Like, I'm going I'm to be your first client. You ain't got no experience. But we just, I believe in you. If you believe in me, we can do it together. The whole sports group, the sports group is believe sports group. So I was, I was down for all of that. Like, it was just real. Everything was just real spiritual for me. Like, that's when, and then I found, then I got never, ever worried. You know, the acronym for my name, everybody called me new. And I was trying to come up with my own business and I never, ever worried. Um, kind of just came up in my head. I'm like, never ever worry. Like, yeah, like that's really what it is. Like, cause I really don't never, I never really did worry about nothing. Like, I just when I look back at where I was, where I was looking at where I was, and I look back like where I came from and all the things that it took me to get there. I'm like, okay, I didn't, I didn't went to, 
I done went to all these different schools. I didn't I didn't follow the path. I done made it to the NFL. I got out of the NFL. And now I'm sitting in Canada and I'm finna have a child. Like, how did I get here? You know? And it's like, but I'm blessed. Like, I'm looking around, like, I'm blessed though. Like, you took care you of know, like I'm like, I'm good. Like, life really going. Like, it's you know, you know, all that weed stuff that they was tripping on, where they weren't tripping on in Canada. We was up here smoking league me. It was like it, everything was cool. Like we was playing football. I was playing football. I had a nice house. I had a, I had a beautiful woman. You know what I'm saying? We got, I mean, everything was just going. But I looked up and I'm like, dang, like all that stuff that I thought really was making me happy wasn't nothing, really. I'm up here in Canada with less, you would think. But people calling me like, bro, you look happy as hell online. Like, you look like you, like, you living like you looking good. Like, it look like it's lit up here. And I'm just like, the whole time, I'm like, I need to get back to the NFL. Like, I need to get back to the NFL. But I'm like, but I'm good. Like, there was a there was a slight complacency there for a minute, like where I'm just like, you know what, I'm really cool, like I can just stay up here. So I signed, I resigned contracts up there, all the way up till uh, 2018. But it was like politics going on with football, which was making me not like the game. I wasn't loving the game no more, and I'm just like, I ain't really trying to do this no more for real. But I ended up getting released from the one team that I was playing for. They kept trying to switch my position up. It was a new coordinator. It's so crazy. Let me tell you. So I went to Ottawa. I left Saskatchewan. I got into it with the coach. There was some hearsay stuff going on. So there was a lot of egotistical coaches up there. Like they'll 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 become fans of the players. And that's the one thing. Like up there is just it's just a crazy business. The whole business structure up there is just crazy. I ain't even gonna talk bad about them. It just ain't right. But you you know, if you can get up there and you get your foot in the door, it's, it's, it's just the easiest way to, you know, for an athlete, for a football player. If you can do it, yeah, go do it, make your money. So that's what I was doing for, for the longest up there. I was just basically maintaining and uh, staying up there because the conversion rate, the money just wasn't going to make sense bringing it back to the United States. So that's why I stayed up. I was living in Canada for the last four years, so from 2016 up until 2020. So I had ended up playing for three different teams. I played for Saskatchewan, then I played for Ottawa. My career looked like it was getting ready to rejuvenate when I first got to Ottawa because I started tearing dudes up. I was getting sacks every game. And then we went into the next season. They hired a new defensive coordinator. He had a whole new philosophy. He had a whole new way of how he wanted it to look, how he wanted guys to, you know, how he wanted guys to do it. I don't think I necessarily fit his scheme or how he wanted things to look. So we bumped heads. But he always he tried to move me around. Yeah, I think he was a good coach, but we just wasn't clicking. He wasn't. They wasn't putting me in when I don't think they should have. But I think they should have. I was in a position where I wasn't in the I wasn't in the position of uh I didn't have no what's the word I'm looking for? I had no leverage for real because I ain't getting in. Y'all the ones that know y'all the only people that know about me because y'all been sitting watching me dog do some practice but not putting me in the game. So right. they resigned, they resigned me again the next year, and then in the middle of the season they they cut me because dude wasn't putting me in the game. General manager was like, I can't pay it that that we not using. I'm like, you're right. So I had built some good connections while I was in Ottawa. I was actually getting ready to just say, forget football. I was getting ready to go work for these people that uh, go in and like, you know, clean clean up damaged houses and stuff like that after they dealt with some type of natural disaster or something like that. I had met a lady that hooked me up with it. It was gonna pay me some good money because I was trying to get into my head. Like, I got I was about to have another child. At this point, you know, my pregnant wife is pregnant again. So this, I'm going on my second child and Y'all done released me in the middle of the season. Uh, hold on. They done released me in the middle. Can you hear me? Yeah. My bad. I have, my bad. Phone call came in. 
they released me in the middle of the season. And I just needed to, I just needed something, you know, to, to get me through the rest of the year so we could have this baby and then we'll figure it out from there. But uh, Chris ended up getting me on with BC. They picked me up maybe three weeks. I went three weeks without playing. So I got picked up by BC and I just had been working out at the hotel that I was staying at. So I had to leave my wife at the hotel in Ottawa, go all the way across the country, stayed in BC and finished the season there for the last nine weeks there while she was in Ottawa pregnant, bro, with, 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 my, with my first child. So she was by herself holding it down. You know what I'm saying? Like, she really was a soldier. I'm for real stuff. Like she, went through, she, did, she did what she had to do. And that's why she did the crown. You know what I mean? So I didn't have to worry about none of that stuff out there. It was always like, go handle your business. Just go, go do what you got to do. I went over there and bought out for BC. Ended up earning another contract. When I came back over to Ottawa, she was ready to pop, bro. We we didn't even make it down. We were staying at a hotel. We didn't make it down the stairs. We couldn't make it down the stairs by the time her her water broke and all that. So I had to deliver my son by myself. Like it was oh. me. Yeah. So I delivered my son. My mom was a nurse, so my mom was a nurse. So I had called her on Facetime. She like, you just gonna have to do it right there. She kind of explained like, you know, the head gonna come out first. You gonna have to just kind of guide it out. Don't pull it. It's gonna twist, bro. Crazy shit. <laughs> crazy shit I ever seen in my life. But it was like spiritual you know what i'm saying i'm just like right. god be with god is with me right now i'm literally <laughs> delivering my son and i deliver I, so all that happened you know what i mean all this stuff just happened bro you know what i mean like i said i'm just showing up for real I'm just going with the flow they fired they fired me all right i was about to go find another job update to pick me up to bc all right i'm gonna go out here handle my business bam got another contract we good come back home i gotta deliver a baby deliver my son then then uh then covid happened so we moved all our stuff back to the United States right before COVID really like became serious, which was which was perfect. Mom, her, uh, her mom had bought a house here in Indiana, so we was able to kind of just move in and uh, just move our stuff in there, and we just stayed at the, we stayed in this house here. And uh, the plan was to go back. Well, the plan was for me to go back to Canada and just play the season there, and then rack up, stack the money up, you know, try to get back in the league. If not, then I'm just gonna come back here and I'll find me something to do in the off season and I'll just have my career in Canada. I'll go up there during the season, come back here, find me something else to do. Didn't know what that something else was gonna be. I was doing all type of stuff trying to make ends meet over the years, bro. I didn't do DoorDash, I didn't deliver for edible arrangements. I didn't do stuff that you wouldn't think that a normal former football player, NFL player would have to do. But I I mean I did it though. You know what I'm saying? I did what I had to do just to Shit, I didn't have no. I, all I ever knew was to play football, so I didn't really have no other skills outside of that. Like, I, I tried to. I learned how to be a trainer. I ended up trying to get all these certifications and stuff. And then, like I said, COVID happened, so they had canceled the whole season for 2020. So I was still under contract. We was getting money from the government in Canada, but I was here and shit collecting, you know, stimulus checks or whatever they was giving me. I was just, you know, just enjoying my time with my kids. Pretty much, I never had as much home time, so. I just was, you know, at home, just working out, staying ready. But I needed to find something else to do. Like, I'm like, man, this football stuff getting weird. They're trying to cut all our salaries. You know, I ain't got no film since 2019. We trying to we trying to figure it out because the goal was to always still get back to the field. We just needed to get on the field. If, if they see me, I'm going ball. You know what I mean? I think they're going to remember, like, oh, this dude belong in the field. The first start I ever got in the field, I was player of the week, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm supposed to be. It's like I'm supposed to be out here, but 
yeah, man. All these things was happening. 2020. I mean, I started like we was heavy, like we were doing shrooms. You know what I mean? Like I was I was doing shrooms and stuff like this. I was like in a whole nother zone. And then I had like a real bad trip. And I feel like God I feel like God was like whooped my ass. It was crazy. Like it was like I felt the devil trying to trying to take my body up. Like I like mm-hmm. it was it was terrible, bro. It was terrible. And uh from there I realized like because I remember like all the bad things that was happening. I always just, I was in a bad place because football was pretty much like COVID had happened to me and I was supposed to go back and play football. And I'm like, man, I want to be, I want to play football, but it, football not really an option for me right now. So I got to figure out something else. And I'm just like, this ain't really how I plan my life to be, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this ain't what I wanted for real. And I used to get mad and I was in a bad place. So when I did this last, the last time I did shows, I was in a real bad place. It was my 30th birthday. It was crazy. And like, I had like a terrible trip to where it was like, God revealed itself to me. Like, you know, it, and I remember like, being on the floor, not being able to move, and I just and just hearing like, you don't have to understand because you feel it, don't you? <laughs> like you don't have to understand what what God is because you feel it, don't you? I'm just like, damn, God used the devil. God uses these things to. It's like God gives the devil permission. Like devil can't even move without the God, without God. Bro. Like so, when these things happen to me, it was like, it's just to show you like, you need to come back. You need to come back to God. I don't know why. I don't know why this is why this is what really set it off for for, for God coming back into my life. That was the scariest shit. Was me feeling like I went to hell and back. Mm. So yeah. So I was just like hell no. Nah. I ain't, <laughs> like, I ain't I going to hell. hell. Hell like, what, no. the hell? <laughs> what y'all y'all ain't never trying to feel like what the hell I felt on my 30th birthday. That was crazy. And I never told nobody this. Like this is the first, this is this is world premiere testimony. Like, yeah, that shit happened to me, man. Like, and I just was like, you know what? You know, fuck all this. Like, I'm really, I know, I know what it is. Like, I always I've been I've been a child of God my whole life. It just it just real, it just reoccurred to me. I'm just like. I've been a child of God. Like I've been a chosen one for God. Like he been doing all this through me. It just, it, I don't know why it just, it just hit me. I'm just like, man, God, I'm one of God's soldiers for real. I need to tell people about God. <laughs> like right. really, it was just like, I need to tell people like, y'all, we got to stop. Like it just occurred to me in this moment. Like we really got to quit playing with God. Like for real. <laughs> like, cause it ain't that, cause it ain't sweet. Like it's just not, you know? Like y'all keep moving in the direction of, in the direction that we moving in, not giving credit where credit is due. It's gonna, it's gonna prove itself to be the worst for you. You know, like it's, you're gonna continue to go through these hard times. This guy's gonna continue to let the devil have his way. Mm-hmm. You can only be delivered when you, when you act, when you, when you, when you, when you sit down there and you submit and you surrender. You know what I mean? Like you really got surrender to God. Like. And I just didn't, I never understood that. Like it sounded, it sounded good up there when the preacher was, and yeah, that's nothing. They doing all that. It sounds good. I'm trying, I'm trying, you know, it's just like, uh, it just sounds like you're really trying to persuade me in a whole nother way that's not effective. But it's like real life taught me. Real life taught me what God really was. And when I look back on it, I'm like, I ain't been in control this whole time. I ain't been doing nothing but just moving on autopilot, really though. I just show up. I just wake up every day. 
what's the hardest thing I what's the what's the easiest thing I gotta do is just wake up and just say thank you. Like thank you. Like I'm here. Like I'm 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 really doing this. Like I'm able to breathe. I'm able to sit here with my children. I got my dog. Man, my dog, I, I got my dog in 2014. And we were moving around so much, I couldn't keep him. So I gave him to a family that needed him at the time. Like Lady had was going through something with her husband. She had three boys. And it was somebody that my mother-in-law was working with. So that's how I met the lady. So I gave my dog to them. And now just like maybe just last year, my dog ended up coming back into my life. They wanted they had to give him back. Like this is my dude. And I'm like, damn, that's kind of crazy. Like how how that came full circle. And then this whole 2020 stuff that happened. And next thing you know, I, I met my I met a friend who ran the biggest dump truck company in Indiana. Mm. And he like he like shit. We made thirty million. We he's like we made thirty seven million in in the pandemic. He like go get, he like go get your CDL. You just drive for us. I'm like bet. A guy hopped into a dump truck, made a hundred thousand last year. You know what I'm saying? Just easy money, just driving the truck. And I felt like you know I'm like dang, I could really start an empire with this with this truck and stuff. Right. Like really, like I'm like dang, this is the type of money that we be needing coming up. Like this is that easy money that we really need because it's good money. Like but everybody don't really have that drive to like see things through. Like, it's always a whole bunch of hoops you got to jump through. So I'm like, man, maybe this is, like, a way that I can, you know, help people out. Like, put it, put people in place. Like, let me teach y'all how to get y'all CDLs. You know what I'm saying? Let me get some trucks. And then I got something for people to actually make some good money and make a good living. Now, you don't have this excuse of, I ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? Or God, you know what I'm saying? God can't bless me that way because I'm going to use guys. You know, like, God opened the doors and trucking industry to me. I didn't know nothing outside of football that I wanted to do that was lucrative enough that made that type of money. He put that in place. So then, coming into this year, I learned about the United States Football League. I was I was just, like, on Twitter. And uh, I'm just like, you know, I'm looking into it. I'm seeing uh, there's some legit names involved. It's, it's some, like real like people that's been in football for a long time. I'm like, I hit my agent up. I say, hey, bro, because we have retired after after I've got my CDs. I'm like, I'm done playing football. I make good money. I'm chilling, bro. You know, but I but I still had that itch, bro. I got to playing Madden again. I'm just like, I miss <laughs> football, bro. Like I miss football. Like, I miss it. I so I wanted to get in, so I started. So I got all my personal training and. I was training kids and all that. It just wasn't, it just was like, but when I'm out here and I'm going through the drills and I'm like, man, I'm really still, like, I'm really still like that. You know, I'm still doing it. So I seen the United States Football League was coming out. I know they had a couple of spring leagues these past couple of years that, you know, they were kind of a success, but then they failed. The AAF, the XFL. But this had some, like, legit money behind it. Some they, It looked like they really did their due diligence on, like, how to do it right. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're going to have a season. Let me throw my name in there and see if anybody – I said, it ain't going to hurt to just throw my name in there just to see if somebody might be interested. I said, if, you know, if God if – it's, if it's in guys, you know, I really put it on God. I'm like, God, if you want me to play – if I, I want to play football again. I, saw, I remember I sat in the shower like, God, I know I want to play football again. Like, I know for a fact. I want to go get this football money. I want to go get when I'm old, for real. Like, I, I feel like I need to go out there and do it. It's the easiest way for me to go put down on these trucks, get this trucking business, and you know what I'm saying, get all this other stuff. Now nah, I know, like, I ain't about to take this money and go splurge at paying time or go buy me a bunch of cars or go be, you know, splurge at a strip club. I'm about to go put something in place for people because I can help. And then in the, in the, in the, in the process of all that, I'm going to show them that you're real. I'm going to give all the credit. I'm like, man, all glory to God. Like, I should speak about God every day more than I ever have in my life. Brother. I'm just like, it's God. 
Don't add. I ain't, I ain't doing nothing. Like it's just God. Like and it's that simple for me, you know. And I got into the Bible. I started reading. You know what I mean? Trying to trying to get you know, understanding of uh, what it was I'm looking at. So I've been doing like you know Bible studies online and stuff like that. But I'm tapped in for sure. And what happened was one of them coaches called me, bro, and was like, "You the only thirty year old I'm signing off." He was like, "The league is shining away from guys." That's, 30 and over. He was like, you're a brother. And I'm trying to get you in I'm trying to get you drafted. Now, this is the guy. He called me and another dude called me. Another dude had the complete opposite to say. He like, well, you might want to think about it. He was like, you know, 30 years old. You ain't played in a couple of years. You might not, you know, you just you might not want to, you know, the guys get hurt. You know, you don't want to do this. It was just real kind of more negative, kind of more like, you know, don't get your hopes up. And then there was another guy that was like, keep, get your hopes up. I hope I can get you here. So I just went with that mindset. I'm like, yeah, I hope this dude, I hope this dude called me, you know, on the day that they draft. I said, if anybody's gonna get me, it's definitely gonna be them. And they and they really, really did that, but they went and, they called me, bro. And I got drafted. I, I might be the oldest dude in the league at 31. Hmm. But we got an opportunity here to play for 10 weeks and on a on a big stage. Like I ain't played football in two, three years, bro. This, who, what else, what else, how else can you say that's not God? Like, I, I bro, I'm, I was in a truck last year. It's, it's probably somebody that's probably a little, might be a little, might seem a little more qualified than me to get in here. God wanted me in that position because he know that it's something for me that he got for me that is, that's still there for me. It's like, now that you came back, I can open up these doors for you again. Now you got opportunity. So let's just see. Let's just try to do this thing the right way this time. Like, let's try to do it all the way right. And I got an opportunity right in front of me to just be the best discipline I ever been and to show people, like, it ain't over. It ain't, it, it, like, it's not over. Like, it ain't over just because you ran into, you know, you had you had to take a few steps back. Like, everything is built for you to overcome so that you can reap these blessings. Like, it's I'm, I'm witnessing it happen for my best friend. My three technique at Ball State is now the defensive line coach for the coach. Mm. I got I got guys that I play with that's in the building, bro. They're 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 staff now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like all I gotta do is just go out here and just show just just show up, and then and then, I, and then we'll see and we'll see what happens because it's out of my control anyway. Like what can I do except get on this plane, go down here, show up every day, work hard. What else? What, what I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to hey, hey, y'all, call me. Like, come on, I'm supposed to be on the team. Like, it ain't really nothing I gotta do except just show up. Everything has already laid itself out for me. And uh, like I said, they ain't, and then they lean in on everything that they used to get mad at me about anyway. But I've been chilling on all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm making. I understand that you gotta make sacrifices. So, uh, you know, God, God, ready. God gonna have these blessings. You know, sitting here waiting on you, but you gotta be ready for them, and you gotta show that. You willing to give stuff up for those blessings, you know? So, I'm, I'm not. That's where I'm at with it right now. That's 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 pretty much the testimony. That's here we are. We getting ready to go to Birmingham here in a couple of days, playing for the Stallions. I'm putting that five five back on, um, and I'm just in I'm in kid mode, bro. I'm in I'm in I'm in kid mode like the same hunger that I had when I said I was going to go to the NFL, I was going to go to Hall of Fame, I was going to go to Ohio State. That's that's where I'm at with it. That's where my mindset is with it. All glory to God, bro. I'm back. Like God got me back. Like, bro, like I'm here. You know. So no, that's live though, because you you showing a lot of triumphant attitude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Perseverance. 
You had to you had to go through something so you can be able to understand why you need to put that self-discipline into place. Like that's one thing we don't learn a lot because they tell us to be disciplined. They tell us to do different things, but we not understanding why. It's like they used to tell us, like, don't have sex, don't have sex. They give us the consequences, but they ain't making us really understand, like what we really doing. This is a spiritual connection. Yeah, everything was just too shallow, right? They just gave us like like the the overview. They didn't give us the details so we can understand like what's really going on. That's what happened when they threw us into the world. They like, yeah, you got to be a man. Yeah, you got to get money. Yeah, you got to do this. But why is we doing this? Why am I being put in this position? Why do I need to stay away from this? Why do I need to not hang with those people? And you're not giving nobody the results of what they're pursuing. And so once they find another way to possibly get what they think they want, they're going to do whatever they think they need to do to get what they want versus, no, nah, I don't do that because you can get it like that. Like I put it like this. I say, if I'm working for new, but I'm working for Mark, but if I'm doing more work for Mark than I'm doing for new, new not going to pay me. He's going to be like, nah, bro, you, you ain't do what you're supposed to do. And if I go do more work for you, Mark going to be like, nah, I ain't really with that. That's the same way it is with God. Like he said, you can't serve man. You can't serve me and you can't serve money at the same time. Like you got to love one and hate the other. Right. And when we start going, growing up in life yeah. and, and doing the different things, like we not really taught like to seek you first. He said, seek you first the kingdom of God. Like, if we seek him first, like we we gonna get everything. Like he gave us dominion over everything over the world for real. We really wasn't like we was taught it, but we weren't taught that. Like we got it wasn't, it wasn't everything. It, yeah, yeah. Like you know how you know some of them people like yeah we hypocritical on our on our religion. Like we ain't tapped in. Like we, we it ain't it ain't no emphasis on it. Like it ain't like you need to understand. Like but I guess it's kind of hard. When you when you were a child, like you know, what I mean, it's, it's probably it's probably they probably really it probably just didn't seem like they was trying hard enough. But it's only so much you can do. Like I told you, brother, really, like I don't know if they could have told us. Like life taught me. Yeah. I had to go. I had to go through some stuff. Like I had to really like learn the hard way. I guess like they always say, you gotta learn everything the hard way. Like maybe you, maybe you do because it's because somebody telling you just ain't all like some of us ain't sponge just like that. Some of us hard headed. Don't listen. Like, I'm looking at my children now. I'm like, man, they don't be listening sometimes. I'm just sitting here telling them, like, hey, man, don't do that. And they're still going to do whatever it is that they're going to do. And it's just like, you know, as humans, I guess they just, you really just got to live and learn, you know. But and, and you pray to God that everybody can just find you. Like, but that's why we got to, that's why when you find your purpose, like how you serve your purpose, but you, you direct people back to God. Like, that's, that's our purpose. Like, everybody out here doing their thing, and it's hard, but that's why we're here to help. Like, you know right. what I mean? Especially if we get it, why not help somebody? Like, why not just go show you? Because you was in that position where you was lost and you was confused. You was there. We were there before. So I understand. And I ain't mad at y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to tell people, like, when I'm talking to y'all about God, I ain't mad at you. Because I understand. Yeah. For a long time, for a long time, it's it's hard. It's hard being consistent. It's, it's, it is. It is. It's like, dang, this ain't, this ain't fun. No, it ain't. But you ain't alone, bro. Like, we all got to do it. We got to. I'm here for you. I'm here to tell you, like, God is real. God got you. Don't worry about it. Just do what you got to do. You, you know also what? showing that, like, 
when we growing up in these positions, we playing these sports. We now some people they rapping, they doing different things like to get to the bag. That's really what everybody trying to do. They trying to get to the bag. You feel what I'm saying like yeah. we right. grew up in our yeah. circumstances, our situations. But you showing me, I was talking about this one day. I said I wanted to start going to schools and speaking on this because they they give us the option of a secondary career as plan B. When initially that should be plan A. Yeah. Or, or us playing sports or us doing entertainment or whatever we think our gift is at the time, that should be plan B because it's That's like we need to be going to the league or going going. If I'm going to NFL, going to NBA, I need to be going to the NFL, the NBA to invest in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we weren't getting that. Ah, right, well, yeah, it just there was nothing in there. There ain't nothing in place, really. Like, like, and I've been I thought about that too. I'm like, bro, if I ever get my hands on a football program, I'm gonna have to have a trucking school attached to it or something like that. Like, listen, we football players, but y'all gonna everybody gonna get their CDL too, just so you can have that little gold in your pocket. Everybody gonna know gonna have a personal training y'all all been in here in the le- in the weight room y'all might as well learn exactly what it is that y'all doing because we can't just be in here just lifting either like you need to understand like what it is that that man telling you too like you could be a trainer too like there's just certain trades that we got really like just being in sports like you a hard worker but you you are the you're the you're this you're the small percent of people that can really go in and do this every day like this is hard this is hard work the physical demand is, is not is, is not easy so that's a trade for you, for you to be able to do that. That's all. That's a trade. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, people need that, but people need somebody to come like every day. You see them online all the time. Like anybody be a trainer now. You know what I mean? But they wasn't always the best athlete, but they was out there. You know what I mean? They was running sprints and all that. They wasn't the best football player, but you know, they, there was a, there was something else that they could have did. And that ain't always in place for people. Like, especially at Glenville, man, I've seen a lot of guys, like if you wasn't, you know, if you wasn't D1 or if you wasn't going, you know, college scholarship, you really didn't understand what your purpose was outside of playing for that football team. And I'm like, nah, we ain't, that's not going to be the case. Like, everybody going to have something. We're going to figure out what it is we doing before we before we step up out this door. But I had to figure that out along the way. And I definitely realized, like, how much time got wasted. Like, I could have went to school and knew exactly what I was in school for. You know, I was just general studies. You know, whatever I, whatever I got to do to be eligible is what, is what I'm studying. Today, because I'm told you I'm here to play football. My boy uh, Cordell Jones, when he went to Ohio State, what he said, "Well, I didn't come here to play school. I played. I come play football." <laughs> I and I that. and I and I understood that. Though. I definitely felt like, bro, you realize like that's what we doing all day. We got to get up. Oh, we got to really? go work out. I got to go to class and stay up, and then I got to go to practice for three hours. And really, I'm just thinking about Saturday. Because, I mean, this test really, like, this right here, what y'all telling me is what's important is I just need to get these grades. It don't matter. It's that you can get the minimum so that you can play, you know? And you really just trying to get to Saturday because you're trying to get out of all of this. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get away from this whole education system. I don't want to do none of this. I want to <laughs> play football. I want to get my money. I want to wake up and just be in paradise. It's, yeah, it's work to be done, man. You can't, you know. What I learned in life is you can do anything as, as long as you want it bad enough, you know? So if you want it bad enough, the formula is to have that, like for one, to have that vision, to put the work in, and then you got to believe. And, but you, it's hard for people to believe when they ain't got no, when they ain't got no foundation of faith. You don't even know where your, where your energy coming from. You just, you think it's you, you ain't got, and that's where God come in. And I'm just like, man, believe God got you. Like God gonna handle the rest. That's what, that's the part I'm telling y'all. Like 
you got control over your attitude, over what it is you're trying to do. You got control over showing up, the work that you put in, the effort. But after that, they're, they're really ain't, you ain't really got control over too much else. For real, though. you Then that's all you need to be worried about, honestly, because favor is what happened in all the rest of the things in life. Because if you got favor, I, I would take favor over money or favor over being in a specific position any day because that favor is going to open those doors. The faith is going to be the key to unlock it. And now when I use this favor to get into the door and I'm in the room, you ain't even think I was going to be in the room. People are like, wait, how you, how you, you just said it. Like you a fifth round draft pick. You come in. I don't even know how many, I remember you led that team in sex. I don't know how many you had, how many you had? Seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. So you come in the door, you, you fifth round draft pick, come into the league, you lead the team in sex. They probably like, yeah, yeah, exactly. The favor was yeah. on your back the whole time. Yeah, and the devil hate that. You can see it in people's faces sometimes, but that ain't, but that ain't my problem, you know? It's just like, we're just going to hit them. We're just going to kill them with kind. It's just like, yeah, I'm blessed. And you will be too, you know? That's all. But I used to, but I used to want to just, I used to want to really like prove people wrong. Like it, it made, it, it put fire in me to just, you know, make people mad. Like you mad that I made, you know what I mean? Like, I know you mad. I know you mad. I know you counted me out, you know? And I'm still on that for real. But I ain't, but I ain't, but I'm not going, but the energy won't be put there no more. To right. where it was like, yeah, I showed y'all. Now this time it's gonna be like, I told you, I all, glory, all glory to God, man. I told y'all, God, God, it wasn't even about proving nobody wrong. It was just about turning to God. And you able to help some young men that was in your situation, and they're gonna hear your story. You are gonna be like, nah, like that's just a test. You feel what I'm saying? That's just a test. Like, keep going. Like, there's one thing I was hearing when you were saying, it seemed like you, you already had hit it. You said you was running away from different things. You was picking up different things or you was going back to different habits because you wasn't getting the outcome that you wanted or you desired. And now, and now you know that was just a test for real, for real. That was a test from God to see if, are you going to grow or are you going to stay stagnant? Like the level of immaturity is measured by if we try to stay in the comfort zone or not. Like that's immaturity. It's immature to live to be comfortable. And once we learn that, we start to step out of our comfort zone. He said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. First, we got to believe that he is and he'll reward those who diligently seek him. Like who knows? Like you you took this route now, but who knows? You was doing, you like, all right, instead I ain't going to pick up the bud. I'm going to pick up this Bible right quick. This is my grandma told me to do. I'm going to pick up this Bible right quick. You don't know. They might have said, hey, uh, John Denuso, we just traded you to XYZ team. And uh, now you at this team, they ain't got nobody in front of you. They ain't got nobody doing nothing. Now you shine. That seven sacks turned to 14. You just led the league now type deal. But these are stories you're going to be able to tell the young dudes like, nah, like I, I made the decisions I made, which led me to doing this. I'm walking in what I am, but I could have been doing this. And I got the proof that I could have been doing this because only one dude was in front of me and he liked the best person at my position in the league. And that's when they can open up their ears. They're going to open up their eyes because that even might be your, that might, everything might have happened just to put you in that position. Yeah, exactly, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't, I can't question, I can't question God's time or why. 
or or even regret any decisions that I made, like because it all everything happened exactly how I supposed to. It's amazing how God works. He said, uh, "It's amazing." <laughs> Everything yeah. happened for the greater good of those in Christ. Yeah. Man, that's a lie. I, I feel it, bro. I feel it happening. I'm just, I'm happy, man. I'm, I'm thankful, man. I'm thankful for this, for this opportunity to sit here and talk to you. We just right now, it's just, uh, it's just uplifting. You know? Like, it's reassuring. It's, it's all of that. And you might even get bigger. No, not even. You is. You're gonna be bigger than uh a lot of NFL players just. The dump trucks alone gonna take you to multi millions. It might take yeah. you to billions. Exactly, man. Come on, dog. you already know. Just, <laughs> that one day at a time, it. man. One day at a time. But it's but the mindset, the mind, the mindset to be to be more than an athlete is definitely there. And you probably would have never. You probably if you would have been like top DN in the league, you probably would have yeah. never sat in that in that truck and tried to figure out how it worked. Man, my boy always tell me. He said, "Bro." God took that away from you because it was going to self-destruct you at the time. Like you let mm. you would you would have self-destructed. He always say that he's like, now nah, look at you. He's like, it came full circle. Now you ready? But yeah, yeah you gonna play again? I get to play again, but like in front of any and it's and it's United States football. I've been playing Canadian football for the last few years. It ain't the same. It's different rules. So I'm excited to just get back to like. I feel like I just feel like I get a second chance to be a kid again. I'm just gonna go out here and do it. All glory to God. Pray that He cover me. You know, keep me safe, and just keep me focused. Give me the strength to just, you know, that's it. Just be focused. I'm trying to give it 100% football. Because when I talk to the coach, you know, it's, it could be one or two things we could. He said, "You in it for the long run? Want you to help me with these young dudes? You know, what I'm saying we are gonna come down here. We are gonna have a good time. He's like, we're gonna try to get you back in the NFL." He's like, I, I told him I wanted to, you know, kind of be like an understudy, like for the coaching too. I said, I want to, I want to get into coaching because that's really where it's at too. So he's like, yeah, we can get you different programs, or we can get you in the door with that football with, with the coaching too. So it's, it's a win-win situation, man. Regardless, like we win it regardless because we got God. Like regardless, we gonna win, but I can't lose. I can't lose. No, for sure, for sure. Now, like you really like. You showing me like, cause we ain't talked in a few years. You showing me like the evidence of maturity and growth. Like where we come from, like most people don't, they don't get to this point. Like they don't get to this point mentally or spiritually because it's always something going on. Like you said, the distractions and you want to be involved most of the time in those distractions because you, that's what give you your validation. And that's what give you your, I ain't going to say your self-worth, but you feel like that's what give you your worth to the world. So yeah. you involve yourself in these distractions. And then next thing you know, either you don't wasted your time with jail or you did. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that's just, that's the tragedy where, where you look back, like you see people that's not with us no more. You're just like, hey, man. You can park right there by the mailbox. My bad. No, My bad. I want to follow. You can park by that. You can park by the uh by the cars right there. I'm on. I'm on the. Show that there. My bad. But yeah. Uh, 
feel with my bad. You know? no, I'm outside in the sun. Still so. But yeah. now we get an opportunity to just like open that, open up that that vision to people that come from where we come from. Like even not even just Cleveland, like. Well, we come from the mud. It's like people don't understand that. Like I go to certain places. I go to Atlanta. I go to the place. I say, "Yeah, this ain't the hood, though. <laughs> this the hood, but it ain't." Yeah, like y'all know. Yeah, come on, bro. Like we really from. We really, <laughs> we really from the trenches, bro. I, I be telling the people. I be like, bro, y'all don't understand. Like what it was like catching the just catching the bus, bro. Just catching the RTA. That right there alone, like I can't. We ain't got no school buses coming to get us when we go to school, like. It was it was a blessing to make it back home every day is what I'm saying. Like, cause I I mean we had football practice, so we coming home late at night. You know what I mean? After it, it like hard, remember hardball, bro. They was they, right. they, they you can't keep the boys out past no, you know, no 7 p.m. Like, bro, I remember they used to cut the lights on their cars. We'd be out there so late. Cause you know, the Glenville don't have no 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 stadium lights. So when we practice at Glenville and it got too late, they'd go turn their car lights on. And most of the coaches had to take guys home. But it was a few of us that you know we we hopped on that one, we had we had it up St. Clair, so that was like that always like was scary to me for real. Like, I ain't even gonna cap like I used to be like I'm trying to hurry to get home because I feel like a nigga gonna try to rob me, try to shoot me or something like that. Right? Just used to see it. I know because I didn't walk past these places and somebody didn't got their ass shot. Somebody got you know somebody just got robbed. Like, I don't be lying when I be saying this stuff. So I just like I grew, we grew up in we grew up in, in the craziest place in the world. Man, what it, it, from the from the from the hood to the like our suburbs even the hood. <laughs> Man, the suburbs is the hood. Nah, it, they didn't. They have infiltrated the suburbs. It ain't nowhere that say, bro. You could be in the suburbs and you ten that ten minutes down the street, bro. It turned into Harvard, bro. You feel me? Like for real? Like damn? Like what? What just happened? Like it was nice Beachwood. I'm talking about from Beach. You could be at Beachwood and then just go about five minutes down the street, bro. You in the hood? That don't make no sense. And these niggas beefing too, and then they beef. They they that close, and they and they and they right from they like that whole Chicago. Like people be talking about Chicago, I'm like, bro, like Cleveland the same way. Cleveland been on that, you know. But it ain't no I, It ain't, bro. It's just like if you ain't rapping or playing football or you ain't popular, it's just like people be feeling like they ain't got no purpose. But I'm here to tell everybody, like, bro, just live in your truth, man. Be you, be you. God made you unique for a reason, like. You got a purpose. You had. There's a reason you here. We all got our star. We just gotta find it. That's all. For we sure. all got our star. We just gotta find it, man. You definitely serving yours, bro. Real talk. I'm happy that you had me on here because I don't like. I don't, I don't even be liking the music. I don't like listening to certain stuff no more, bro. It's just like you know. I'm. I'm, I'm just my energy. I gotta protect it. You know. For real. So, like. So everybody be, you know, sometimes I'll be seeing like, you know, the spiritual people like I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, you know what I mean? I get all that, but I feel like sometimes it'd be a cop out to like, to not give credit to God. Like, I get it, but you could be spiritual. That's cool. But Derek, you do understand like, you better <laughs> there's know. a main source, right? You know that there's a, there is a main source of all, like all that spiritual, all that that you talking like. It come from somewhere. So where do you think it's coming from? You think it's just, oh, you want to call it the universe. Well, what you think the universe is? It's okay. I know they tried to tell you that, you know, God wasn't real. You know, the Bible was this and all that. You just you just need to just give it its, it's real due diligence. You need to stop just stop just reading the, the, the cover. Stop just being so shallow. Like, dig deep. Do your, like, really, like, dig into it. Get into it, man. The Bible is amazing. It's the greatest story ever told. Real talk. I'll be, I'll be just like, 
entertained for real when I get into it. I'm like, bro, I didn't have to sit here and watch ghosts. I ain't even had to, I could have sat here and, and, and studied the Bible for hours and I would have just felt so much more fulfilled, so much more like energized. And it's crazy like that. I've been just depriving myself of this for so long. So I would just Imagine be trying. Proverbs at, at 16. Come on, bro. And I feel like we was. I just was like, you know what I mean? Like we just didn't understand why. Like why? Why am I reading this? Like, why, why, why are you telling me these things? Why? So, you live and you learn, but God gonna, God gonna guide you, though. At least the chosen ones, at least. Everybody can't go, though. I do know that. So, that's messed yeah. up, but it's messed up. But I, I have learned that. Like, everybody can't go. So, it's really some lost souls out here. It's, it's nothing we can do about it. Man, it's a blessing to listen to it. He said, you can't even listen. You can't even understand this unless the Spirit draw you. You can't yeah. be a believer unless the Spirit draw you. That's a blessing yeah, for real. For real, just to be able to hear, like I'm hearing this right now. Yeah, so you know, like you, you, you chosen, man. So let's just answer the call. Like let's step up. Let's stop being so scared. Don't be scared to be a soldier for God. Don't be scared. They ain't. They, they the people that you think running stuff. They ain't running nothing, man. They ain't. This is. This is. They. They all on borrowed time. You know what I mean? So, and they, and 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 they time coming, man. And I'm gonna be on the right side of things when it all falls down. I promise you. <laughs> I promise. I ain't playing that game. I, I ain't. Pl- I'm telling you, man. Like I said, I've been there. I feel like I've been to hell and back, and I just would never play with that ever again. Like, even though, like, you know, we still, I still make mistakes, but I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm aware though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, I ain't just moving. Like, I'm just doing stuff. Like, I'm aware. Like, when I'm wrong, when, you know what I'm saying? I just, I'm quick to just like, let's just get on there. Let's talk about. It. Let's pray about that because. I'm trying, you know what I'm saying? I really am trying, though. So I think people just got to get it. Like, I know you're not perfect. Shit, we going to fall. We're going to fall short. Everybody. Just keep trying. Though. Yeah, we're going to fall short. Like, we human, bro. Like, we flawed. We flawed. But we perfect in the same sense. Like, if you can just get, if you can just find that comfort zone, like, I know God got me even. Like, it's just like my child. Like, you never, I'm never going to stop loving my child no matter what they do. You know, people feel like their kid can go murder somebody and they not going to. You know what I'm saying? Like, they gonna hold that kid down because that's their child. And that's how God feel about you, too. Mm-hmm. Now, don't go out here just killing people, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got a consequence. That's the thing. Yeah. Is, like, the whole sinning part. That's the consequence. You gonna yeah, get a consequence be, for it. It's gonna be a consequence, man. But God, he'll still keep you, though. God will keep yeah. you. God will keep you. And that's for facts. Just like I keep mine, you know what I'm saying? They gonna have to, I mean, there will be consequences. And certain stuff, I can't help you with, you know? You gonna have to deal with that as a man, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy. I'm blessed to be here. I'm happy. No, for sure, man. I appreciate you for hopping on, talking to us today. Like, you too, giving us that encouragement, that enlightenment. You feel what I'm saying? That wisdom. You know, shed yeah. a lot of light on us today. And I just appreciate you for just taking the time to, to do that because you ain't had to I, do it. You got so much going on. And yeah, you- man. But I ain't going to lie. So crazy, bro. God working so much. Bro, I was taking a nap. I woke up right on time, bro. For the for the for the, for this right here, I was I was like, oh, like I was right on time. Like I didn't have no alarm, and I just, oh, it's time to go for it's time for the interview. It was just crazy. Like it's just like everything. <laughs> I don't, I don't be doing nothing, showing up, waking up. Bro. I'm 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 on, I'm on autopilot. God is controlling the whole thing. Bro. My mind, He controlling how I'm thinking, so He controls these decisions I'm making too. I feel like so it's all good. No doubt, no doubt. Nah, uh. I'm excited to see what you're going to bring into the world coming forward, too. Like, your future is bright. 
Yo, future. So, we're gonna we're gonna tap. We got we gotta tap back in and do and do a and do a follow up here in about a few months after this after this USFL season's over. Yeah, for sure. We'll, see, we'll, see, we'll show we'll show everybody like we told y'all exactly what was getting ready to happen and look. So it's on and popping. I appreciate you, man. If we as we close out, uh I want to take up too much more of your time. Could you close us out in some prayer? I can't, I got you. All right. Father God, first of all, let's just say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity of life. Thank you for bringing us all together for our purpose to serve you. Thank you for waking us up. And just, man, just thank you for your for your blessings and your, and your mercy and just allowing us to, to be fulfilled through you and just for us to just keep going and giving us this strength. Like we hear God. We here, and uh, I just want to say, bless the world. Pray for everybody's family. Pray for all the, all the negativity in the world. Let's flip it. God, we riding with you, and you all, and all glory to you for that. In your name, Amen. Amen. That's how, and that's how I pray. Though. I talk to God like, like, like that's pops. You know what I'm saying? So, no, you got yeah. to like people don't understand that. Like it's a. It's a conversation, the real work come into play yeah. when it's time to listen. Thanks. Yep. When it's time to listen and sit there and find out everything you just prayed for, he's going to direct you on how to do it. That's what he say. Trust in the Lord in all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. And he's going to direct your path. Your acknowledgement is that's that prayer. That's that, that talking to him, that supplication, that reading the word. You feel what I'm saying? Then you're going to, all of a sudden, they, they, the ideas start popping. The ideas start saying, no, you about to get 12 uh, dump trucks. You feel what I'm saying? Now you making 30 mil a year type. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yep. that's yep. when it start happening. That's when we start understanding what God has for us once we start to listen. So, again, so, I appreciate you for tapping in, showing us so, what we need to be looking at, like, as black men, showing us, like, how to go through that process. And yeah. appreciate y'all for logging on, too. This God's My Source podcast. We bridge the gap between the Bible and the culture teaching people how to put God first so that they can walk in a true abundant life, not live in bondage, not thinking they need to live for specific things. He said, seek you first kingdom of God. He ain't say seek you first money. He ain't say seek you first a business. He ain't say seek you first a career. He ain't say seek you first go to the NFL. You feel what I'm saying? Like New taught us that today. He ain't say seek you first go to the NFL. He said seek you first God. And once we understand that we seek him, he'll give us the desires of our heart Everything just go hand in hand. So appreciate y'all for logging on. Anything you want to tell the people? God bless all y'all, man. And I love all y'all. Amen, amen. We love you too, man. See y'all next time and appreciate y'all for logging on. All right, my brother. All right, man. Go on.